Hi folks, welcome along to the Fantasyland FPL podcast. This is episode 7. You're very welcome along to the podcast again. Stephen Gillery here with you uh, for the next half hour discussing everything game week 4 and previewing game week 5. I'm by myself today, no keen, so uh, we'll have to kind of soldier on without him, but we'll get there. If you don't already follow me on Twitter, you can do at Fantasyland FPL. Uh, head on over, join up, see what you think. We'll try and build a big community of FPL accounts in the west of Ireland and uh, really try and get a good conversation going about Fantasy Premier League. If you don't already play Champions League Fantasy, um, or if you do, then you can head along to my Twitter page and you can find the link to the mini league that uh, I've just started for this season if you want to join up. Uh, I know the game week, our first match day has already started, but uh, you can always join up and uh, just make the Champions League more interesting. I find it good anyway, and uh, it's kind of the same format as the Euros Fantasy game that uh, was played during the summer. So it's pretty good. Check it out. And see what you think. Let's do a full review on what happened in game week four before we get into anything uh, about points or where it went right and where it went wrong. So Spurs fell apart losing 3-0 to Palace on Saturday. Uh, I sat and I watched the game and it was uh, very, very disappointing from Spurs. They were um, lacking creativity. They just didn't look like the side of uh, the early stages of last season with their counter-attacks I think without Son as well and the form that Harry Kane's in at the minute kind of really you know typifies what what's going on at Spurs at the minute they just need to find themselves again Harry Kane probably needs to find himself again uh, his head seems to be uh, in a different headspace at the moment so hopefully he can gain some form and we can think about him as an FBL asset after another while but at fairness to Palace very good on the day, really, really energetic performance from the likes of Zaha, Edwards and uh, Gallagher also looked really good in that one. Uh, Zaha definitely back in my thoughts in terms of fantasy and uh, Edward, of course. His two goals, of course, weren't probably of the highest, highest quality, but uh, you have to be uh, in the right place at the right time to score them. So well done to Palace, 3-0. Uh, they seem to be finding their feet a little bit under Patrick Vieira now. Uh, moving on to Arsenal, they beat Norwich 1-0, uh, Aubameyang getting the goal, puts Arsenal back on track once again. They probably should have had more in that game, but I think any Arsenal fan will tell you that a 1-0 win is better than absolutely nothing, and just to get themselves back on track. So, fair play to them. Brighton beat Brentford uh, 1-0, Trossard with the goal and a clean sheet for Robert Sanchez. Uh, us owners of Robert Sanchez will be uh, delighted to see that. That's actually his second clean sheet of the season, as far as I know. So that's pretty good. Um, Man City beat Leicester 1-0 with a Bernardo Silva goal. Uh, the forgotten man at Manchester City at the moment didn't think we'd see him play that many minutes for Manchester City. But he got the goal in that one and Man City keep rolling on, keeping their title ambitions on track. Antonio then was sent off for West Ham in the nil-all draw with um, uh, I don't know who they were playing now. Who were they playing? I, I can't believe I can't remember who they played. Southampton. Sorry, Southampton. Um, that was the only thing I had written down in my notes. So, yeah, he was sent off late on that one. So, kind of frustrating, I suppose, from a Antonio ownership point of view because... Yes, he has a tough fixture against Manchester United coming up, but you would imagine that then after that, with his good fixtures, that a lot of people will want him uh, in their teams. So, 
that was frustrating obviously along with Ben Rama uh, no returns from him either so we'll have to wait and see how uh, West Ham set up in the next game to see uh, how we go forward do we hang on to Antonio or do we do we let him go for, for a week or maybe when we get our wild cards do we just change it up completely uh, then we had uh, Wolves they won 2-0 against Watford no return for Jimenez or Traore in that one but uh, big returns for uh, Marsal and uh, the new uh, Wolves striker also came off the bench and scored a goal for Wolves 2-0 they're on track now they should be pretty good for the next couple of weeks uh, in terms of fixtures and um, yeah I'll be definitely keeping an eye on some of their other, other assets I have Jimenez at the minute I don't have a damn at Triora. he could be in my plans my transfer plans which we'll speak about in a bit but good to see them get off the mark Lukaku scored twice against Aston Villa as Chelsea won 3-0 uh, further enhancing his um, importance to us over time we'll have to all get him uh, eventually uh, either him or Ronaldo I think are going to be absolutely essential as the season goes on but I think with that fixture swing that Chelsea have we're uh, really going to have to consider Lukaku from game week 7 onward Liverpool beat Leeds on Sunday 3-0 Salah, Mane and Fabinho with the goals from a Leeds point of view yeah disappointing to uh, see a 3-0 win 3-0 defeat and uh, of course strike got sent off for uh, the uh, tackle on Harvey Elliott even though the tackle looked good at the time um, I suppose if you slow it down in real time as they say it probably was a risky tackle and uh, hopefully Harvey Elliott will be back again uh, on the pitch so speedy recovery to him and finally can't go without saying the man the myth the legend Cristiano Ronaldo back in the Premier League once again scoring goals for Manchester United it's like he has never been away uh, they won 4-1 versus Newcastle uh, Ronaldo getting two goals in that one and uh, a big haul Bruno Fernandes also uh, with a fantastic strike to uh, round off what was a pretty comprehensive victory and uh, Newcastle not looking great at the moment uh, that is pretty much game week four in a nutshell um, I think it's fair to say when I go on to the reflection now I mean yes the All-Iron Final was on last weekend you may have seen that I put it up on, on Twitter uh, supporting my uh, my uh, fellow Mayo footballers um, in the All-Iron Final and uh, I'm not going to say my head was kind of not in it uh, in, in Fantasy Premier League but um, yeah I kind of just I kind of just turned off the phone for um, for a couple hours and I just didn't uh, I just didn't look at any scores and uh, then around half five six o'clock I turned on the phone and uh, I suppose that's when the uh, the fallout and the reflection kind of starts so the good and the bad um, 47 points is pretty awful by, by all standards and um a very very poor game week uh not really too happy with how it went but uh some of the good things i suppose bruno fernandez got got himself an eight pointer uh trent got 12 points luke shaw got five points uh robert sanchez yeah robert sanchez got uh, a clean sheet and a six pointer and um yeah that was pretty much it salah obviously as well got himself an eight pointer but um that was pretty much the good and all the good <laughs> that I came across for for the game week. So um, the bad, obviously Rafinha two points, Jorginho points, Antonio with a minus one, uh, Ben Rama three points, and Regulon with one point. After it looked like I was hoping Spurs might really just hang on and uh, at least get a nil all draw, and Regulon might get himself a six pointer as well. 
that wasn't to happen. And then obviously uh, Jimenez, my my captain, shout for this week. I don't think it was a stupid decision. You know, a lot of people are kind of like that was a mad, a mad decision, a mad call uh, on all parts. But I don't necessarily necessarily think that it was a bad a bad decision or a stupid decision. I think it was probably a risky decision for sure. Um, if you look at Wolves' fixtures, they look good. Yes, Jimenez is coming back from injury. Yes, there's a chance his confidence in you know going into tackles and maybe taking snapshots at goal or, you know, is maybe different now. But I thought maybe the, the, the fixture against Watford, why not? Like why not have a go? And um, yeah, it, it was just one of them things that didn't come off. But uh, I think from from here on in, I'll be going back to the uh, the real conservative captain picks. Well, not conservative, but just a little bit more. Go with the crowd, you know, your your Lukaku, your Ronaldo, your Antonio, your Salah. You know, I'll be going back to these picks again. So that's pretty much the, the the good and the bad and you know the plans going forward. I had a little bit of time to think about it over the last couple of days and I said, Will I wildcard? Will I leave it? Will I just roll a transfer? Will I make one transfer? Will I take another minus four? And the idea of taking a minus four just didn't sit right with me. I didn't want to do it, and I definitely didn't want to take uh, a minus eight. So I thought long and hard about it, and we're here recording this on Wednesday. And I think that the only logical thing to do is, well, it's not the only logical thing to do, but I think it's the thing that I want to do the most is wildcard. And this morning I put up a tweet, said that I've hit the button, I'm ready to do it, and I think it is probably more than likely time uh, I don't see any reason why I should hold off any longer I think that there's issues in my squad that I need to look at straight away you know if if you have issues in your squad you'd never you never leave them of a normal week you know you try and rectify them as you go along but just when Antonio being sent off and being suspended for one game um, Michael Obafemi on my bench yeah, look, he's he's gone from Southampton. Uh, I'm gonna have to try and find uh, replacements for my bench and uh, Simicas. Of course, he doesn't look like he's gonna to get too many more minutes unless a rotation with Andy Robertson starts almost straight away with the with the Champions League games starting this week as well. And yeah, just I'm I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to go for the wild card and uh, really kind of you know attack the next three or four game weeks or maybe four or five game weeks. And, uh, and see what I can do. Obviously, we never really know what happens. And I think this weekend was a classic example of that. Like, I did trust in my troops. And uh, I felt like they could do the business. And, yeah, look, that's just what happens sometimes. The whole thing just gets thrown up in the air. And um, you have to kind of, you know, go back to the drawing board a little bit. So let's have a little look at the uh, fixtures for game week five. Just to get a, uh, just to get a bit of... Uh, an idea of uh, of what we're kind of looking at. So Newcastle play Wolves, or, or sorry, you know Newcastle play Leeds. I should know that. Uh, Newcastle play Leeds on Friday night. Um, we are away, of course. Uh, Wolves play Brentford. Burnley play Arsenal. Liverpool play, Liverpool play Crystal Palace. Man City play Southampton. Norwich play Watford. Aston Villa play Everton. And then on Sunday, Brighton, Leicester, West Ham, Manchester United. And then a North London derby between uh, Tottenham and Chelsea. So I've just ma- made a note of some of the best fixtures for a few teams over the next four or five game weeks. 
And um, I just I've written down Leeds, Wolves, Arsenal, Liverpool, and Man City. So they seem to have a pretty good run of fixtures for the next um, the next three or four weeks. Leeds, of course, are coming into a time now where they kind of have uh, a little bit better fixtures after after a, a hard start. You know, they play Manchester United and Liverpool in the first four game weeks, uh, sandwiched in between uh, a um, a tough game with Burnley and. Uh, then a pretty good Everton side as well. We drew two two with them. So Leeds have uh, Newcastle, West Ham, Watford, Southampton, Wolves, and Norwich over the next uh, five or six game weeks, which is perfect time for us to really kind of go in on Leeds assets, the likes of our Rafinhas, the likes of our Bamfords, um, Dan James. We'll have to kind of sit back and wait and see if he starts. I I don't really have any doubt that that that, that he won't start because. Uh, I think Bielsa probably needs to change it up a little bit now. He needs to, you know, drive a little bit of energy into that squad, and you know, doing that, you'll have to, you'll have to start Dan James most games. Then the likes of Arsenal, they have, uh, they've obviously played Norwich, they have Burnley next, then they play Tottenham, and then after that, it's uh, Brighton, Crystal Palace, and Aston Villa. So pretty good fixtures as well. If you're looking at the likes of uh, Lacazette or uh, Kieran Tierney, I think Kieran Tierney is a really good option. At four point nine million now, the I think he is. I think um, if you're looking for you know a defender that can get you big points returns from a defensive position, I think Kieran Tierney, if he stays fit, obviously uh, he can be very very good at that. Liverpool then they played Leeds. They have Crystal Palace next. Then they have Brentford, Man City, Watford, Manchester United, and Brighton and Hove Albion in the next uh, six or seven games. Again, there's two big sides there, but Liverpool playing pretty well at the moment and uh, I wouldn't doubt them getting some results uh, in if not all of them games uh, over the next few weeks then who else we looked at we looked at Man City uh, no we'll look at we are Wolves obviously so they defeated Brentford or Watford rather 2-0 at the weekend so they play Brentford Southampton Newcastle Aston Villa and Leeds over the next few games so these are just a few teams that we should probably have a look at uh, over the next couple of weeks and months if you want to uh, probably come up with a, a plan of action with regards to fixtures um, the top forward options top striker options this week um, I think there's probably three fairly fairly big options that we can go for so Bamford at 7.9 million nice fixture against Newcastle his stats tell me that he's had 10 shots in the box and from the eye test I can see that against Liverpool he made some really nice runs in the channels in behind uh, Van Dijk in the back four okay he didn't have much uh, he didn't have much um, you know joy in the end but he did uh, he did have uh, a couple of chances and uh, he did have a great shot from uh, just inside the Liverpool half which nearly caught Alisson out and it nearly could have been one of the great uh Premier League, Premier League chipped goals, uh, but Allison just got back and uh, managed to save it in time. Then Lukaku, eleven point five million against Spurs. Um, I think with Lukaku, he's kind of shown now that, you know, maybe it's you know it's it's like pitting it's like pitting Lukaku and Ronaldo against each other, and at the moment, Lukaku for me still feels like the better option. I feel like his fixtures are going to be an awful lot kinder to us over over the long run you know so Ronaldo's got a sticky a sticky few fixtures coming up I think they play the likes of Everton they play the likes of um, they play West Ham next um, they play um, they play a couple of other top teams over the next couple of uh, weeks and months 
and um, I just think that you know them fixtures could be very difficult for Manchester United and will Ronaldo play every single game now that the Champions League has started again and with the little bit of rotation I don't think there's going to be a lot of rotation I think Ronaldo will probably play an awful lot of the games but I just think with Lukaku you know he's on form he's you know he's, he's playing well he scored against um, scored against Zenit last night uh, in the Champions League they won 1-0 and you know that is that's three goals in two games now so we got two at the weekend got one another one last night and he'd be full of confidence going into that Spurs game and Spurs just looking a little bit out of source as I said at the top of the podcast and uh, they'll have to uh, get their house in order because uh, as he did against Arsenal and as he tends to do against some teams he'll just run absolute riot for the full 90 minutes so 11.5 million if you're wildcarding and you're thinking about getting a premium striker in your squad you really can't look too much further than Lukaku then finally Ronaldo 12.5 million against West Ham don't need to go into too much detail about why this guy is a good pick for your FPL teams he can score literally in any game that he plays. Um, so will he play again this weekend? I think he was subbed off after 70 minutes against Young Boys last night in the 2-1, 2-1 defeat. It uh, uh, has to be said as well, he scored. He also scored as well last night uh, against Young Boys. Uh, he got the opener. Uh, unfortunately, Manchester United couldn't follow through and uh, they lost 2-1 on the night. But uh, very similar to Lukaku, scored two goals the weekend. Uh, scored another one last night bang in form you know back in the Premier League back doing what he does best and um, if you want a striking option then definitely 12.5 million premium striker obviously uh, you'll have to maybe move some of your funds around but yeah you can't really go too much further than that let's have a little look at some of the games in game week 5 and I'll just give you my prediction about you know what way it's going to go and who we should have in our squads so Newcastle leads on Friday so Newcastle definitely look a little bit out of sorts um, they played at times with a very defensive system they did have chances on the counter attack and they probably could have had a couple of goals against United but I think the general consensus is is that they were they were beaten and they were beaten well by a, by a very, very very good United side uh, even though some United fans will tell you that at times they probably didn't play as well as they could I still think that with the way Newcastle are at the minute, uh, this is a great chance for Leeds to get going again. So, as I said, as a Leeds fan, uh, it's time Bielsa shot a little bit of life and a little bit of energy through this Leeds team. And it's time for us to get back on track. And with the fixtures we have over the next five, I think we can definitely do that, starting with the win at Newcastle on Friday night. Rafinha, Bamford and James, all good options if you want to go with the likes of uh, Click as well. I have a feeling Click might play uh, on Friday because he's back after recovering from uh, COVID. Um, I wouldn't go for anyone else apart from that. I think Rafinha and Bamford are probably the two best options uh, if you want to get some Leeds players in. Moving on then to Wolves and Brentford. You can go for the likes of Jimenez, Traore. Um, I still like the two of them as, as options for Wolves like I said they look like they've turned a corner now and with Brentford, Southampton and Newcastle in their next three you can be sure that there could be another win on the cards there uh, Brentford are a little bit up and down at the moment you know they're I'd say they're, they're battling hard but I really fancy I fancy Wolves for the win here and 
I'm just going to put it out there. I think I think this is the game where Jimenez finally gets his goal. I think I think it is coming. I think it it'll take a little bit of time, but I think he's finally going to get his goal in this one. So keep an eye out for that. Burnley and Arsenal, uh, tough for it's been tough for the Gunners, um, and this one is going to be no different either. Um, they turned a corner with a one 0 win against Norwich. Look, probably not the most spectacular win in the world. But they won't. They won't care in the slightest. They get themselves back on track, and they'll be happy with that. So I think they should have enough in this. The likes of Abamyang, if he plays Lacazette, I fancy Lacazette over Abamyang. I just like like him better as a striker. I think he would finish more if he played ahead of Abamyang. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what Arteta thinks. Uh, Tierney, uh, Kieran Tierney of. Arsenal is also a good option. Like I said, 4.9 million. Good for attacking returns from a defensive point of view. And then uh, Saka. If you want to try something different as well. Saka has not really been hitting the high points tallies that we thought he might have been uh, over the course of the early parts of this season. But again, with fixtures, uh, you'd have to imagine that uh, Arsenal are definitely going to win this one. And they should have enough. Liverpool Palace. Salah, Jada, Mane, Trent. I think if you don't have at least two out of them four, then you should probably be considering getting a few of them in anyways. Um, Salah definitely, look, he's he's an absolute goal machine at the minute. Um, and, you know, don't even get me started on Trent. Uh, he's he's an absolute uh, monster for uh, for points tallies in, uh, in Premier League at the moment. Um, assists, goals, assists mainly and clean sheets. He just seems to be absolutely cleaning up. And I think he's probably hitting the numbers and the levels of performance that he hit uh, the year that Liverpool won the league. So Liverpool shouldn't have any problems here. I know Palace put out a big performance last time against uh, Spurs, but Liverpool different gravy. Should win maybe like two 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 clear goals, maybe maybe three. Um but I suppose make no doubt about it. Palace will be Palace will be ready, and Vieira will have them uh, fairly well up for it. But uh, yeah, pretty easy, pretty easy for Liverpool in that one, I'd say. Man City and Southampton, again, probably pretty easy for Man City. Torres, Grealish, um, Diaz are probably the three players I like the most. I think I like Torres because he's played he's played the most um, of all their attacking outlets. You know, for for the most amount of time, so Pep seems to Pep seems to like him at the moment. But uh, again, don't take my word for that. You know, uh, that could all change in a in an instant. Two players, I suppose, that I think, if you are considering Man City, that you should definitely think about are the likes of Diaz and uh, Laporte. So he seems to like this defensive partnership of Diaz and Laporte. Uh, John Stones has p- played zero minutes so far this year in the league which probably tells you all you need to know uh, about that. He's probably happy to stick with that central defensive partnership. And um, I suppose, look, as long as they're winning. I suppose last season, you know, Diaz and the likes of um, the likes of Stones probably played together for a lot of the early parts until Man City built up that good lead in the league. And then, you know, when the league was effectively done and they were so far ahead, then he could uh, he could afford to change it up. But yeah, pretty routine for, for Man City here. Um, and uh, a lot will depend of course on the Champions League squad so just keep an eye on that on Wednesday night as well when they play uh, against Orby Leipzig but definitely should be easy enough for Man City in that one Norwich and Watford big relegation six pointer um, I would imagine that both sides would be absolutely desperate for the points in this one uh, Norwich 
definitely have been um Norwich have definitely been so so poor and they've you know not really offered an awful lot in terms of uh attacking or goal scoring over the last three or four game weeks so I think everything kind of points towards Watford win I think they've got a little bit more in their locker with the likes of Emmanuel Dennis and uh players like Sar. I think they've just they've just got better players uh to kind of go at Norwich and go for the win I think Norwich are a little bit stumped at the moment now unless unless you know they can turn it around Timu Puki hits a little bit of form when they start playing the teams around them and really you know going at them trying to pick up points where they can and uh, they might give themselves a chance but at the moment it's looking it's looking pretty grim I know we're only four four game weeks in and I know I can't really talk as a Leeds fan as well uh, we've only got two points on the board as well but um yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one goes. It's a real, real relegation scrap, that one. Moving on to Aston Villa and Everton. This should be a cracker as well. It's on a half five on Sky Sports. So if you're uh, doing nothing else on Saturday evening, I suppose with the uh, conclusion of the GAA season, we'll uh, all be sitting around watching Sky Sports and Premier Sports and BT Sport over the next uh, over the next couple of weeks and months uh, because uh, you know it'll be full-on Premier League mode. But yeah. Everton and Aston Villa. Everton, of course, won 3 1 on Monday night against Burnley. Dominic Carver Lewin is out. He'll be out for three or four weeks, uh, so Rafa Benitez says. But the likes of Damari Gray, the likes of Richarlison, and the likes of Townsend will be uh, more than compensation for uh, Everton at the, at the uh, front end of the pitch. They did really well on Monday. On the other side, Aston Villa, I think Ollie Watkins is back. Uh, Danny Ings, I'd be a little bit wary of Danny Ings because he got taken off early uh, in that last game against Chelsea. And then you have the likes of, I don't think Bundia is back just yet, so I'd stay away from that. But I don't know, it's a, it's a funny one. I think it could be a draw. I think it definitely could be a draw. It could be a 2-2 draw uh, or something like that. But uh, it's good to see Watkins back once again. It'll be interesting to see how he gets on against Everton in that one. Moving on to Sunday then, Brighton and Hove Albion against Leicester. Um, I like Leicester for this one. Obviously, I have Robert Sanchez in goal, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to hope that they don't uh, that they don't absolutely maul them. But um, yeah, look, Vardy Vardy looks like he's uh, he's on it at the minute. Uh, didn't score against Man City, obviously, but uh, in games like this, it's a little bit where he thrives. Um, haven't seen much from Ianacho or Daka or any of the new Leicester attackers that were bought this year to really try and push Leicester to the next level. So. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I'd like to own another Leicester attacker or a Leicester attacker. I don't own uh, anyone since I got rid of Harvey Barnes. So I think I'll ha- I'll watch this one with a little bit of interest. And uh, definitely when I'm putting my wildcard together, um, I'll uh, consider some Leicester players. Anyways, West Ham and Manchester United. With Antonio out, I still feel like Manchester United will probably win this uh, by a couple of goals. Um, yeah, will Ronaldo start? It's hard to know. Will they change it up? I think Cavani is still out, so you would imagine that he probably will. Like I said earlier, he got subbed off early in that game uh, in the Champions League against Young Boys. So, yeah, it'll probably be the same same attacking attacking outlet up front. Even though Ali says that uh, he's not pressured to pick Cristiano Ronaldo every single game, uh, which I don't think he is either. I think he's got enough options at his disposal, and he can play uh, Greenwood in a in a forward position as well or a striker position. But yeah, Manchester United for the win there. Bruno Fernandes, Ronaldo, Pogba, if you like. Pogba, seven assists in four games. That is pretty, 
pretty amazing stuff. I don't think I've seen anything like that even since the days of the likes of David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne. So, uh, yeah, Manchester United in that one. And then finally, Tottenham and Chelsea. Um, Tottenham at the moment, just a little bit out of, short, out, out of sorts. They probably just need to get their get their uh, get their act together. And I know it's funny saying that, you know, because they've won every game. They won the first three games one 0 and then um, just the way they fell apart, you know, spectacularly against Crystal Palace was just a little bit worrying. And you would you would wonder like what's the what what's the next what's the next move? You know, if Son is out, is it going to be a change in personnel? Is the team going to change? Are going to try and play Kane in a different position? Um, you know, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but I still f- I fancy Chelsea for this one and I fancy Lukaku to score uh, again. I think he's playing so good at the minute. Uh, it's hard for him not to uh, to get chances and to uh, to to really get at defenses because, as I said before, he really goes at uh, opposition backlines and he bullies them for the whole ninety minutes uh, in a real physical way. So, and I, I suppose Chelsea Chelsea are playing really well too. Chelsea with a good win in the Champions League last night, good win in the Premier League over the weekend, and. Yeah, they're looking like real top title credentials uh, at the moment. And um, it's going to be a really exciting title race. As I said to someone there yesterday, I said Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool uh, and Man City. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a four way thing. And uh, hopefully it'll be hopefully a title race that goes on for the whole season long. And uh, yeah, can't wait. So then that is it. That is game week five in a nutshell. I went through all the fixtures. Uh, we've had a look at a few of the players. And uh, all that's left to do now is to chat about my transfer plans. So as I said earlier in the podcast, it's wildcard time. So I am in the middle of uh, doing a couple of drafts and I've, you know, I'm just taking players in, I'm taking players out. I'm trying to figure out whether I want, whether I want three premium attackers, the likes of Salah, Lukaku and Ronaldo, or do I just want to go with maybe some, you know, budget midfielders, Maybe a budget striker, the likes of your your Watkins or your your uh, Bamford or Jimenez, any of these kind of players, and um, you know, I'm t- they, these are all things I'm trying to figure out at the moment. So I'll have a better idea by maybe tomorrow evening uh, or maybe Friday morning. But we all know I'll definitely be changing my squad up until about three o'clock on Friday. Um, don't forget also that the deadline for uh, game week five is uh, half six this Friday, the 17th of September. So make sure you don't miss it. That These Friday deadlines sometimes can just creep up on you and you don't uh, you just don't see them coming. So yeah, half six on Friday. Uh, put it in your calendar, put an alarm on, whatever. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're a real if you're a real hardcore manager, then uh, you, you'll never you'll never forget it. That is it, ladies and gents. Uh, I have uh, pretty much covered everything. Uh, thanks a million for listening to the podcast. If you like it, uh, make sure to head on over to Spotify and hit the subscribe button or hit the little bell button. And um, follow me on Twitter at FantasylandFPL. And the very best of luck for Game Week 5. Uh, we'll be back next week with a full review of Game Week 5 and a preview of Game Week 6. Best of luck, everyone, and talk to you soon.